From the Carter Subaru Studios, this is Cairo Nights with Jake Scorheim. Welcome to the show. I am Jake Scorheim, your host. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this Monday. Many of you are getting some snow right now. I know up in my neck of the woods, up in Snohomish County, apparently we're getting dumped on. It's going to make the drive home. Lots of fun. All right, uh, we got a ton of stuff to get to tonight, not the least of which is it's Monday. I'm very excited. Behold, a fiendish masterpiece from the bowels of hell. (laughs) Mondays, boy, I hate Mondays. They make me so steamed. Weekends, I prefer the weekends. Oh, 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 son of a all right, we really do have a lot to get to, so we'll get to that in just a second. Um, kind of a funny thing happened, and I'm not going to say the name of my kid because I don't want to... Uh, it's not an embarrassing story, actually. It happens to everybody, and it's just one of those things that happens. So we get a, a note today. Uh, schools are really good these days about communicating things to you about your kids at school. And we get a note today. My wife sends me a text. I'm, I'm down in my office. We communicate by text in our house. when uh, That's how we express our love to each other. We just text each other. My wife's upstairs. She's doing whatever she's doing. I'm downstairs getting ready for the show. And she sends me a text and she says, hey, did you hear um, our son's school texted us and said that he had an accident at school today? Which is, you know, it's like, I'm not saying it because I'm like trying to make fun or anything. I'm not at all. It's not embarrassing. It happens to everyone. It happened to me uh, recently, actually. Um, but no, it totally happens to everyone. It's just a thing that little kids go through. And I have, you know, very young kids. So I'm kind of, we have we have recently had some, uh, our kid loves being at home. Like one of our kids just loves being at home, doesn't want to be at school. And so we were like, oh man, is this like going to make it more difficult to get them into school? And to keep them at school, is this going to be one of those, uh, you know, one of those watershed moments where they look back on years from now and they're just like, oh, do you remember how embarrassing that was and blah, blah, blah. And smartly schools anticipate this. And so they have you send your kids to school these days. Maybe my parents did this when I was a kid. I just wasn't aware of it. But when you send your kids to school these days, you send like emergency bags with them that have um, uh, dry pants, socks. Uh, a lot of stuff from the waist down because that's the way the water flows. And so uh, he was fine. He had clothes to change into and everything. So I am going to pick him up after school. And kind of the routine that we have is I'll pick him up after school. And then uh, all my kids, I'm able to pick up after school. And then I drop them off at home. Uh, we say goodbyes. And then I head off down here to work. And so I'm like, all right, I'm kind of nervous. School's ending. I'm standing there waiting. I'm like, oh, man, is it, like, how am I going to? approach the subject with him? Is he going to feel really embarrassed about it? Is he going to be bummed out about it? Is he going to be complaining about it? So he comes out and I'm standing next to one of the parent friends that we've made and we're kind of standing there and he runs up to us and he looks over at the parent friend who's like become a good friend of mine and he looks up and he goes, I peed my pants today. And he was like, could not have been more excited about it, which was again, not the reaction I thought he was going to have. And the reason I think that he was so excited about it is because little boys are disgusting. And that is true. Any parent of little boys knows this. He thought that he had cracked a hilarious joke in class and he must have gotten the reaction that he wanted out of it. I don't know what. He was so satisfied with himself that he did this. And I'm thinking in my head, oh, is he going to be just like mortified that this happened? Couldn't have cared less. Like screaming it from the rooftops, very happy, very excited about it. And it reminded me why 
little boys, and I, I, I can't make these judgments about little girls because I don't have little girls. I assume they're also like this to some extent, although I haven't really seen evidence of this uh, with my fam, own family members who has daughters who are all wonderful little angels or my friends who have daughters who all seem to be wonderful little angels. But my sons, it's difficult because they're cute and they're my kids and I love them. But if they weren't my kids, would I love them so much? Eh, probably not because they're gross. Little boys are just gross, and it just it's baked in. The other day, just like a couple months ago, actually, and I've I've told this story on the air before, but I, I was reminded about it, so I wanted to share it again because I have it's the trauma. We're supposed to share our traumas all the time, right? So my kids are uh, laughing together in the living room, and if you're the parent of boys and all the boys are getting along, something is off. And if they're all laughing together, something's even worse. It's a bad sign. It's a sign of bad things to come. So I go over there. I'm like, hey, what are you guys, what are you guys laughing at? As any good, suspicious parent does. And they're all kind of like crowded around something by the side of the couch, trying not to be noticed. But of course, they're all, you know, tiny kids. And so they're just like not very good at, at hiding things. And so uh, they're all sitting around. One of them has, has uh, absconded off with my iPad at some point in the morning, at, which I use just for reading. And... Uh, they have, they're all laughing about a picture that one of them has taken. And what they have taken a picture of is one of them has gone to the bathroom that day. Not number one. It's something else. And they have taken a picture of it because they were so impressed by it. And now the other two are just laughing their heads off because this is what they want to spend their time doing is looking at pictures like this. This is how disgusting they are. And I don't know when this stops. I don't think it ever stops. Well, when did it stop for you? You were a young boy at one point. Well, to be honest, I still find it kind of funny. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so I don't know if it ever stops. If I, Yeah, good question. I don't think it ever stops. I hide it better because I'm an adult and I know when it's appropriate. There's a small part of me that goes like, eh, it's kind of funny. There's a larger part of me, though, that like see, like knows how much their mother would be petrified by this. And so like this is not behavior that we can encourage. And so I will not encourage this behavior. And it, it is really gross. And it's it's too much. And like, you know, I don't know. Done, a, done occasionally in a Mel Brooks movie, it can be played to great effect. In real life, it's not as nice. It's just not as nice. Um, all right. Uh, that's enough about my family. But so he's not traumatized that he had an accident at school. Uh, it was actually the best day he's had all week. Uh, for a while now. So I hope this uh, means that we're going to have a good week. All right, let's get into it. First things first, trivia. Matt, I apologize. I, I made it sound like we're jumping <laughs> the gun there. All right, trivia. We're going to play a quick movie clip. Uh, you guys can guess on the text line. You can also check in with us at the start of the next hour at the News Roundup. Top of the News Roundup, I will tell you what this clip is from. Right now, I'm just going to play it and just enjoy the clip itself. So this is for you guys. If you want to guess on the text line, that's the Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line, 888-973-5476. That's 888-973-5476. You can plant your flag. Show me what a smart person you are. Uh, for the rest of you, though, you can just tune in next hour, and I'll tell you what the answer is. But here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, I want to tell you. I want to tell you what that's from. I was just going to make a reference to it, but I won't. 
By the way, if you guys had a chance, uh, didn't have a chance, go back on Friday. We did a trivia clip, and we just bungled it so hard on Friday. I had uh, we kind of do this three amigos segments. It's a working title. It's actually not a good title. It's pretty lazy as far as titles go. Uh, but Chris Sullivan and Nate Connors were in with me on Friday for just the start of the show as kind of a fun treat on Fridays. Sometimes I get them to uh, come on with us. And so we talked about the trivia clip on Friday, which was Jaws. So we played a clip from Jaws, and then just I was laughing my head off as Chris and Nate were just constantly giving you guys the answer without actually saying the name of the movie. Very fun. Uh, so check that out if you get a chance. And download the podcast because we do a lot of fun stuff like that on the podcast. Kyra Nights with Jake Scorheim, wherever you get it, Apple, Spotify, whatever. doesn't matter. All right, uh, Matt, now we can play the music. All right, we're going to talk about this in just a few minutes, actually. Uh, Dave Wyman is going to join us, and he's going to have some more on this, so we'll talk about it with him. But Richard Sherman, over the weekend, you guys probably heard about this if you check the news locally here. Richard Sherman got pulled over on a suspicion for DUI, which is like a really, real big, giant bummer. And so the headline on MyNorthwest.com is Richard Sherman waived right to appear in court Monday after DUI arrest. So this weekend, he gets pulled over on suspicion of a DUI. Uh, This happened 4 a.m. Saturday morning, uh, according to the Washington State Patrol. Uh, The retired five-time All-Pro cornerback was subsequently booked into the King County Jail, officially rostered in the jail at 4.51 a.m. He waived his right to appear in court uh, this morning, which is Monday morning, over the drunk driving arrest over the weekend. And he has his arraignment expected to be on Wednesday. Washington State Patrol um, claims that he was driving 79 miles per hour in a 60-mile-an-hour zone. Sherman admitted to having two margaritas and officers detected signs of intoxication, according to Washington State Patrol's report. He's currently out on $5,000 bail and ordered not to drive until his arraignment date. I This is one of those stories that we kind of talked about in Hushed Voices over the weekend because, you know, I talk about all the time like how, what a giant football fan my son is. And I just didn't want him to hear that Richard Sherman got arrested for DUI. Like, I didn't want to explain what a DUI was. He has no idea what a DUI is. But he definitely knows who Richard Sherman is. And so when your heroes do stupid stuff like this and they get arrested, and Sherman unfortunately has a history. Uh, he got arrested in 2021 on another thing that was very unfortunate that involved uh, some family issues, it looks like. And, you know, he pleaded guilty to that in March of 2022 to two misdemeanor counts, first-degree negligent driving, second-degree criminal criminal trespass. This is back in uh 2022 that he pled guilty to these things. And he said at the time, he says, I'm grateful for the community we have and the way that people continue to accept you, even though you're a flawed human being and made a mistake. And I totally agree with that statement that he made in 2022, but now it's 2024 and he gets arrested again on suspicion of DUI. I still have sympathy for this guy and I still want him to succeed. I love Richard Sherman I love. I mean, not literally. I mean, I like him as a football player. He did a lot of cool stuff for the Seahawks. He did a lot of cool stuff for us in Seattle as fans of the Seahawks. Legion of Boom. Uh, all the smack talk that he was known for. I just love that. Just like the, I love the chip on the shoulder, brash attitude that he had. I, it gave so much. Um, it gave so much attitude to the Seahawks, who were like kind of vanilla up until then. And then you get guys like Richard Sherman, and you get guys like Earl Thomas, who are just like hitters. And I got so excited about those guys. And like Camp Chancellor and all these guys just like, yeah, don't mess with the Legion of Boom. And they were our guys. So I love these guys. 
But you shouldn't be driving when you've been drinking, especially if you're a huge multimillionaire. I mean, you can afford an Uber. Yeah, well, yeah, even if you can't, just, like, stay somewhere. Like, that's the easiest thing to do. I've had many occasions, and I'm not a multimillionaire. I've had many occasions where I've had a drink, and I think to myself, hey, you know what? Probably better if I hand the keys to somebody else. Or take an Uber, like Matt just said. Very easy thing to do, especially when you're super, super rich. I also would bet Richard Sherman has a long list of people in his phone book that he could call. Oh, yeah. And they'd be happy to give him a ride. Absolutely. Richard Sherman, by the way, if you're listening to this, if you ever need a ride, give me a call, buddy. I'm happy to give you a ride anytime. Absolutely. So uh, we're going to talk to Wyman about that in just a little while, and uh, then we can, you know, we can chat more about that. Wyman has some good insights, I'm sure, because former pro football player, uh, he does a ton of stuff with the Seahawks. I'm sure he's met Sherman a million times, and uh, so he, and he's also just a great guy. Wyman's a great guy to talk to. All right. Um, I have time for one more story really fast, so I'm going to get to this one. I'm going to skip right to a fun story. I don't know why this story made me smile, but it kind of brought a smile to my face because I think it sounds ridiculous. Uh, There's this Axios story, and Hunter Biden gave an exclusive interview to Axios, and he seems to imply in the interview, he's talking about his sobriety and he's talking about the election and everything. He's basically saying that like the fate of democracy, of America, rests on his ability to stay sober. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 All right, so here's what, here's what he told Axios. Axios uh, builds this as an exclusive. Good for them. I think it is. Um, Hunter Biden sees his sobriety. This is our headline. Hunter Biden sees his sobriety as key to keeping Trump from winning. That's a lot of pressure to put on somebody who's already struggled with this, but... We continue. He told Axios in a rare interview that he sees his continued sobriety as crucial not only to his life, but also to ensuring Donald Trump doesn't return to the Oval Office. He says, I often do think of the profound consequences of failure here, Hunter said. Maybe it's the ultimate test for a recovering addict. I don't know. He says, I have always been in awe of people who have stayed clean and sober through tragedies and obstacles Few people ever face. They are my heroes, my inspiration. You got to imagine Hunter's voice saying this. Not my, like, not my cool, sexy voice, but Hunter's voice, which sounds more like Wallace Shawn. Uh, he added that in this case, I have something much bigger than even myself at stake. We are in the middle of a fight for the future of democracy. And then the article basically goes on to make the connection that if Hunter does fall off the wagon, which wouldn't be a massive surprise, I wish him all the best, but the guy has had pretty public struggles. And we've seen way too many pictures of him doing things that you shouldn't be doing with what looks to be hookers and drugs and a lot of tidy whities that he's wearing. Very questionable decisions. And so if the fate of democracy really does rest on Hunter's uh, very uh, experienced shoulders, then that would not be super great news. But the article does say that, yeah, if that happened, it would weigh pretty heavy on Joe Biden. And then also... People on the right would probably, and rightly, they would probably jump on that story. And they would say, hey, this just doesn't speak well for the Biden clan. Hunter actually spoke, spoke about this. Do you guys remember when uh, he was supposed to be showing up to the U.S. Capitol? Was just, uh, he, he, there was a congressional subpoena that uh, he, was, he was called in on a congressional subpoena, issued a gr- congressional subpoena. And he was supposed to come in and uh, give some testimony on, they were going to question him on um, business dealings. 
And he decided to not show up for it. Instead, he had a press conference outside of the Capitol. And he was basically talking, but the press conference was to say, hey, you know what? They've been unfairly coming at me for six years. And it's time to stop. For six years, MAGA Republicans, including members of the House committees who are in a closed-door session right now, have impugned my character, invaded my privacy. They've ridiculed my struggle with addiction. They've belittled my recovery. And they have tried to dehumanize me. For six years, I have been the target of the unrelenting Trump attack machine shouting, where's Hunter? Well, here's my answer. I am here. Well, he is there. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, according to the article, he just says that uh, he's I mean, he's 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 going to brave this battle. Because the future of democracy, basically, well, is Well, hey, I mean, if it keeps shoulders. him sober and motivates him, that's on some level a good thing, right? Yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, gotta for something. You gotta keep your eyes on something, right? Uh, so I hope he can stay off the, off the off the wagon, on the wagon. Is it on the wagon? Seinfeld has this bit about it should be on the wagon, but it's off. It is off the wagon. You want him to stay off the wagon? You want him to stay off the wagon? Well, no, no. Why is it that he falls off the wagon? Shouldn't it be? No, you want him to stay on the wagon. Yes, you want yeah. him to stay on the wagon. No, so I hope he stays on the wagon. There you go. But if he falls off, that means he's drinking again right. or drugs or whatever he's doing, hookers or whatever he's doing. So we want him to stay on the wagon. Truly, we, we do, do, Hunter. Best of luck. I switched glasses when your back was turned. Ha <laughs> ha, you fool. Uh, Hunter, don't do that. All right, we got a lot of stuff coming up on the show. A lot of great stuff. Matt, what do we got? All right, on tonight's show, joining us from 710 Seattle Sports, we'll have Dave Wyman to talk about the latest Richard Sherman drama and more about the Seahawks. Plus, from my Northwest, his name's so much fun to say, Steve Coogan. Plus, Lisa Brooks joins us for the News Roundup. It's all on the way from tonight's edition of Cairo Nights with Jake Scorheim. You're listening to Cairo Nights with Jake Scorheim. Welcome back to Cairo Nights. All right, I got one of my favorite buddies on the show right now. He is a star over on 710 Seattle Sports. He is, of course, Dave Wyman from the Wyman and Bob Show. Welcome to the show, Dave. Thanks for having me, Jake. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing real good. Uh, welcome to this Monday show. We don't often get you on on Mondays, but anytime we get a chance to get you on, very excited. Uh, I'm so glad to hear that. Yes. Good. Mostly I'm really just tired and want to go home. I know, and I you, know. You always come and bother me and I no, I'm you, you know what? I've had people I've had like people in here go, Oh, I love when you go on with Jake. Well and there like, you go. That's, that's all I need. That's all you just need. Blow a little smoke just up. Just blow mine. some smoke up Dave's backside and uh he's happy to <laughs> I always wonder if you like kinda like shrink away because we have a big window for anybody who who uh cares. My desk sits directly across from the 710 Seattle Sports Station side of the building. Right. And the way that our studios are set up, we're kind of in this, like, you know, we all have our desks in this kind of pit area. And then we have these big, giant windows where we can see into the studios and see the talent uh, doing their work. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I'll kind of look up from my desk and I'll, like, I'll try to make eye contact on a day that I'm, like, wanting you to come on the show because I'm just, you know, trying to get get a head nod or something like that. But I always think that, oh, if he knows what I'm doing, because, you know, it gets late at night and you want to get home and my show's late, uh, can I convince him to stay long enough so that he can come on my show? So Did you see that I kind of put my hand up I and do see that. it so yeah. I don't look at you? Yeah, you draw I'm the like, curtains. Because if Jake asked me to, you know, drive to Canada, I'd, I'd do it. Yeah, because so. you're a nice guy. Because you're a real <laughs> nice guy. All right, and so I want to talk about some, uh, there is some Seahawk news. There's a, there's one story that everybody's been talking about. I'd love your perspective on it. But before we talk about it, I do want to just stress, this is a non-judgment conversation. This yeah. is purely just us talking about what's in the news 
and it's interesting to me. Of course, that is about uh, Richard Sherman. He was arrested over the weekend on suspicion of DUI. He had a court case today that he decided he wasn't going to go to, which is well within his right. Um, he posted bail, so he's out on $5,000 bail, and I think he has his next uh, case date on, or hearing on Wednesday to determine whatever. Yeah. So was this a big topic on your guys' show today? Well, we brought it up, obviously, because – and then Shannon Sharp was talking about it on his podcast, and uh, yeah, and it just it, – it's – for me, it's kind of sad because, yes. you know, and Sherm really is a nice guy. Um, I think he he got very jaded as you remember um, when he was really, really good early on and he was a fifth round draft choice and nobody knew who he was. Yes. But he was kind of a loud mouth. And so he actually went on the streets in kind New of, Orleans. Kind of a loud mouth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. And uh, so he was interviewing people. It was before the Super Bowl and the Seahawks weren't in in the Super Bowl. And so. He was going around and asking people, what do you think about Richard Sherman? And they're like, oh, that guy's a, you know, he's an idiot. He's a punk. He's this and that. And and then he was like, hey, I'm Richard Sherman. He was really oh, funny hey. about it. Yeah. 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 And he's a funny guy. He, and you, he is. You guys, you guys are both alumnus of the same school, right? You both yep. went to Stanford. Yep. Yeah. And he's, and he was bragging about how he's the only, he was the first guy, uh, or I think football player out of Compton to uh because compton pretty pretty rough town but actually yeah. that's not true because i played with a guy named joe kane who was a, a linebacker that uh also out of compton yeah that was from compton straight but, out of compton yeah, yeah exactly so you know it, but you see this and you just go man especially it's the second time i know so that's that's the one that i always you know to me i always think what if you were in that situation and you hurt somebody or killed somebody, God totally. forbid. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, if I had to go to jail, whatever, uh, I don't think anything could match my guilt. The guilt that you had done. So you made a personal choice for yourself, but affected somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's the part that I, I'm just like, oh man, how do you not think that? And I understand, like I've been out, I've, you know, gone to dinner and had one too many drinks or whatever it was. Thank God I was, you know, either my, either my wife was driving or whatever. Yeah. You know what? Knock your wife up. Cause then you got, you that's got what a designated I did. driver. That's what I did. Yeah. My wife's pregnant right now. So I can drink as Fantastic. much as I want when we go out. <laughs> I have your chauffeur. Yeah. That's why I have four kids now, Dave, it's because, <laughs> because of my drinking problem. Jake, I think you have a problem. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, yeah. but wait, when the story came out over the weekend, I my wife was like, oh, did you see Richard Sherman got arrested yeah. for DUI? And I said, uh, I said, oh, man, it was one of those stories. I felt such, it was such a bummer to hear the news because I have such a soft spot in my heart for this guy. I love what he did for Seattle. Yeah. Legion of Boom, Seahawks. I loved his brash attitude. The guy we were talking about a second ago with the chip on his shoulder who was just like, hey, world, you know, like middle finger, mm -hmm. you don't appreciate me. Like, I'm the best. Yeah. I love that attitude. Like, I just, I, I find it so appealing in my football players. And so, but I don't love when guys get arrested for things that are completely avoidable. And so the other thing is, like, my kid, who I've talked to you about, he's a massive football fan. Mm -hmm. And so even though he wasn't alive when Sherman was part of the Legion of Boom and with the Seahawks, of course he knows everything about him because he knows everything about the Seahawks, which is why he has a poster of Dave Wyman on his wall. <laughs> he does. He has two, actually. Well, I gave them to him, so. Well, that's true. No, I but, was like, here, can you take these, please? <laughs> Put them on your But he phone. loves them, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a big fan. And so so we were like whispering about this around my house this weekend. So I was like, I didn't want my nine-year-old son to hear yeah. that Richard Sherman got a DUI. Right. And, you know, there's just that part of the story where I feel like, oh, I'm, I want to be protective of this guy. But at the same time, 
this is definitely not behavior that we should encourage in any way. Yeah. And, you know, it's tough. It's like it's just, a tough conversation with yeah. your kids. You know, it's like you don't want to wake them up to reality, right? No. Like you don't want to show them the, the underbelly. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's a tough one. Um, you know, we're, it's kind of like you, you mentioned earlier before we started talking, um, about, um, you know, never meet your heroes. Yeah. 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 I have a story real quick. Um, so I had three posters on my wall and they were and anybody that's an old timer like me, I'm 59. Um, when you were at school, they had like an order form where you could, you know, fill out like, I want this book and I want, and I don't remember what the company was. Scholastic. Is that it? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Uh, I think, well, at least it was when I was in school. And yeah. That was like 35 years ago. <laughs> so um, I, I had, for whatever reason, I mean, at, in like the fourth or fifth grade, like I knew I wanted to be a linebacker. So I had three posters of linebackers. One was Robert Brazil, and he was a uh, linebacker for the Houston Oilers at the time. And then the other one was Jack Lambert, which I still have it. Oh, really? Yeah. And my oh, mom framed it for me because when I was in high school, I put a little... Um, little bubble uh, out of coming out of his mouth that says don't bleep with me and my mom actually thought that was funny it is funny and, he, and so and then the third guy was a guy named randy gratishar and he was a linebacker and he just actually went in i think he's a nominee for the hall of fame He was a great linebacker and so when i i played in denver it was my first year there and um, this is with the broncos is with the broncos and um we were getting ready to play San Diego. I'll never forget this. And I think it was the breakfast before, like the pregame meal. And I went up to him and I just said, hey, you know, Randy, I'm, I've had your poster on my wall and I'm this and that. And, and he, he did everything he could to let me know he had no idea who I was. Oh, and man. And it was like, and he just kind of went on and on about it. it. And I'm like, you're like, dude, I'm in the NFL too. I'm playing you. Yeah. Like this is, this should be a cool moment for you too. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, for him, you know, if somebody comes up and says, oh, I'm a huge fan. I had your poster on my wall when, when I was, was a, a kid. kid, you know, I mean, you'd think, oh man, this is great. So great it's like to meet you. a full circle moment. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, you have talked about the chip on your shoulder. Um, I went out and had probably one of my best games. I scored a touchdown on yes. a fake field goal. I knocked a couple passes down. I had like twelve tackles, and I think it it kind of fueled me a little bit. But mostly, I was just like, "What a punk!" He could have been. You know much what cooler. I want to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he could have been much cooler. Oh man, and I just yeah, it was. Uh, it, so anyway, I mean, yeah, you find out later in life that, you know, these they're just people. They're yeah. just human beings. Maybe he's not the greatest guy in the world or They make whatever, mistakes but, like all of us. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, there's that's, my there's my uh, never meet your hero story. Never meet your heroes. Yeah. Uh, well, that's Dave Wyman. Thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. You got it, Thanks buddy. for sticking around this long to, to do it. All right. Uh, Dave Wyman. Catch him every day on the Wyman and Bob Show over on 710 Seattle Sports and uh, never meet your heroes for sure. All right, we're going to be right back here on Cairo Nights. You're listening to Cairo Nights with Jake Scorheim. Welcome back to the show. Man, I love talking with Dave Wyman. He's just a cool guy. Dave's one of those cool guys. It's just He's done so many awesome things in life. I just don't have any, like, I don't have a ton of great adjectives to describe him. He just, he's like a cool big brother. Like, just imagine his life. Super, superstar high school athlete. You can just, like, jump through the roof. Just super fast. Just born with fast twitch muscles. So you can do anything he wants athletically. Then he plays college and he's a superstar at Stanford. Then 
He goes and plays in the NFL for like, what, like 11 years or something crazy? Just a giant. Have you seen pictures of him back when he played in the NFL? Yeah. He's yeah. a massive... He, I, he told a story one time where he was saying that after the games, during like, they do like, you know, after game meetings or things like that, whatever it was, bus ride back to the airport. I don't know. He would eat pizzas on the way back just so he could keep his weight up. Because in the NFL, you have to be so big. And you see this all the time. You see guys who like get out of the NFL and then they actually look fit. But in the NFL, they just look like giants. And they're like twice their normal size because they just have to be to be in the NFL. All right. Uh, anyway. I love that. Pizzas, plural. Yeah, yeah. no, just this, feed yeah, me pizzas. Yeah, there you I'll go. eat pizzas. That sounds good to me. And you don't even care about it because you're, just, you're being super athletic every day, all day. And so you're just in peak physical shape. As of like right now, I eat a lot of pizza, but I'm not doing anything athletic. So I'm not building up the, I'm not doing anything positive for my body. So it's not good. Anyway, good for you, Dave Wyman. All right. Um, do you guys think a presidential debate will actually happen between Biden and Trump? They are both their party's leading candidates. Um, Trump has decided he's not going to, uh, he didn't actually have any debates with any of his Republican challengers. Biden doesn't really have anyone to debate against in his, you know, be- before he would have to debate Trump in some general election. There are three debates scheduled, but will those things actually come to pass? Who knows? Um, Gavin Newsom was on Meet the Press. He was asked about it. He says President Biden should 100 percent debate former President Donald Trump. Trump says he's ready to debate Biden right now. Should President Biden debate? Of course he's not. I mean, he, uh, but should President Biden debate Biden Trump in the general? Biden beat Trump in the prior debates. I look forward. I mean, this is a guy. Okay. By so the that's way, that's yes? just pure 100 percent. Okay. Pure projection on a guy who refused to debate in his own primary. Back to my point: weakness masquerading as strength. All right, so Trump was, uh, this kind of was all brought about because a few weeks ago, Trump was on talking, I mean, obviously it's all brought about because it's a presidential election. People care about this stuff right now. But Trump was talking to, you guys know who Dan Bongino is? He's got a radio show. He was talking to Dan Bongino and he said, listen, I want to debate Biden. I should be debating Biden. The American people should see us debate. That's what's important. And I tend to agree with him. I think they should debate. When a guy can't answer a question and when he doesn't do the Super Bowl, you know, which would be a great opportunity. Actually, this would be a good time. You don't always have to do them, but this would be a good time not to, to, you know, to stay, to stay right in somebody's face, especially when you have those kind of numbers, but he can't do it because he can't talk. He can't do anything. He's ruining our country. And I don't think he's going to run. I don't know if it's donors or otherwise, it might be his family. It might be something. I don't think he's going to run. But I'd like to yeah. call for immediately debates. I'd like to debate them now because we should debate. We should debate for the good of the country. So I will officially on your show call. I will. Oh, wow. Also, Look at that. Also said, We're breaking news, Mr. President. Donald J. No, no, Trump calls for debates against uh, Joe Biden. I mean, that's great. So we can break some about news these here. Problems, Dan, and get him to it. change his ways. But I am officially doing that. I don't know if that's breaking news, to be honest, because most time, you know, if you look historically back in presidential elections, they usually debate each other at some point. Uh, Reporters actually caught up with Biden as he was leaving. Usually they catch up with him. Like, for instance, he made some comments today about uh, the Middle Middle East talks with an ice cream cone in hand. And that's not a joke. He's he's coming out of ice creameries a lot. This time, though, they caught up with him outside of a boba tea shop. And they had a chance to ask him about this potential Trump debate. Donald Trump is ready to debate you right now. Do you accept? <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump is ready to debate you right now. Do you accept? Immediately. Yes. Mm-hmm. Will you debate him? Why, why him? I want to debate me too. 
And who know we don't know what kind of boba tea he was drinking, but it did look delicious. Um, spe- so, so Gavin also he was on Meet the Press. Gavin Newsom also said that even though all the polls are saying that people really care about Biden's age, he says no, that's not a problem. Like Biden's age is not a problem; it's his strength. It's not his weakness. It's something we should be pushing. And so, no, from my humble perspective, not only the last three years have been extraordinary, I've been out with, as you know, on the campaign drive. I was just out in California. I've seen him up close. I've seen him from far. But here's my point. It's because of his age that he's been so successful. It's because of the wisdom and the character that's developed over years that we have the Chips and Science Act, the Infrastructure Bill and the PACT Act and the Safer Communities Act. And because we've seen these bipartisan accomplishments because of his capacity of understanding, because of his leadership. So the opportunity to express that for four more years, what a gift it is for the American people. And as a Democrat, what a gift for me to make the case for the leader of our party, Joe Biden. What a gift. It's because of his age that he's been so successful. So the best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway, I'm, we're waiting to get a lot done. What a gift it is for the American people. You know what, I would, it would actually be a great gift. I would love to see a debate between Trump and Biden. And I'm, I'm not even saying that as a joke. I hope they debate. They should. They should both be in a position to debate. Trump should be able to back up whatever he wants to say. Biden should be able to defend whatever he wants to defend. And we should be able to see it in person without it being tiny little clips. They're president of the United States. I mean, isn't that something we should all expect? Obviously, a debate should happen. All right, we got a lot coming up. Uh, We got the news roundup coming up next, including an answer to that trivia question. Stick around for that. We're going to be right back here on Cairo Nights.